Hi, I'm Shannon. And I'm Perry. And this is our podcast, P.S. We, we have, have orders. orders. All right. Good morning, Perry. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I've already been running quite a few errands here. So my morning has already been started and kind of started quick. Mm-hmm. So how like how's everything going on your side of the world? I heard there's been um a little bit of snow. Yeah, everyone here in the Midwest has lost their minds because there's um like a foot. It's like a generously saying a foot uh, of snow on the ground. Um, I had to shovel twice on Monday, and then you know the plows came, and then we got a little more later, uh, and that's it. But everyone's kind of lost their minds, and everyone's kind of a little salty about everything right now and I remember I texted Shannon and I was like I sent her a picture of me like in the snow shoveling and then like later on Instagram she posts like pictures of of, like beautiful bagels at a cafe on a sunny day I'm like you know what Shannon maybe you should shut up maybe you should shut up it's not my fault I went to my favorite bagel place on Monday yes and got my rainbow bagels because I have not gotten them in a hot minute I was hoping to catch their Valentine's Day special, but since it was the 15th, they already swapped over to the mermaid bagels, so I was a little sad Aww. that I did not get pink, red, and white, you know, rainbow bagels, so I guess I'll settle for gorgeous mermaid rainbow bagels, and then I brought some home for Sean and I to share, and it's funny because he's like, these are actually really good, and I'm like, yeah, I know, like, we've had them for a few days in the house, because I bought a six-pack and brought mm-hmm. them home. And they're still soft. Like, they're not hard. They're, like, they're really well made. I mean, this is one of the places that we took yeah, them we've been there. We should drop yeah, a picture so. of your rainbow bagel in the show, in, like, the Instagram post so everybody can see. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Because, you know, rainbow bagels are life. They are. for me, they are. <laughs> so did you and Sean do anything for Valentine's Day? Um, we ran some errands. Romantic? Um, because, you know, very romantic. <laughs> so what, 10 years um, of, well, almost 10 years of marriage will get you. <laughs> yeah, so actually we celebrate eight years this uh, this weekend. Yeah. Eight years married. We've been officially together um, at this point over 12 years. Like mm-hmm. High school sweethearts. Not sure if everyone knows this, but like, aw. Yeah, we're kind of old though. But um, so for Valentine's Day, we had to run around. We had to look for stuff for him for uh, work. And it was really fun because it's like he normally doesn't come with me whenever I do shopping off base because he's normally like, ah, I don't want to deal with it. So it was kind of really like it was just fun because we just we got out, we drove. Um, the weather was gorgeous. Sorry, Perry. So we had like the windows down, <laughs> the sun was actually out. So I was just like living my best life. I won't lie, he has completely spoiled me this entire month of February because we have our dating anniversary, then we have Valentine's Day, then we have our wedding anniversary. So he's gotten me a few different things that I absolutely love, and one of the things he got me, which was really sweet, and because we have these two beautiful cats, particularly my calico, who gets into all troubles. Sean is not allowed to buy me flowers anymore because our cat, Winry, will eat them. Eat them. And I'm not paying to take her to the vet to have her stomach pumped or have her get horribly sick and vomit around the whole house. Yeah. So I've asked him kindly, please don't buy me flowers anymore as much as I love them. I don't have a set desk at work, so I can't even put them up at work. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, so I don't, I can't, I basically have to hide them in the house if he buys me flowers. So, like, they literally go into the closet and then die. Like, no one sees them. That's really sad. And I feel really bad. Yeah. It's really sad because I love flowers. <laughs> and the worst thing is my favorite flowers are lilies and daisies, and lilies are deadly to cats. <laughs> yeah. 
So, moral of the story is he, I asked him not to buy, buy me flowers, especially this year. I was like, please just don't buy me flowers because they make the cat sick. And he said, no, 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 I get it. It's just not worth getting wintery sick. So I came home from work and I think I was at the kitchen table like doing, like unloading my stuff. And he goes, so I know you told me not to get you flowers. So I got you these instead. And he came out with a huge bouquet of balloon flowers. Oh my God. Because <laughs> he... Because he's a gem. But, like, won't Winry also eat those? Like, that seems no, right up her alley. No, she hasn't touched them. <laughs> okay. She hasn't touched them. Okay. They have ended up on the floor a few times. I It could be from the AC vents pushing them off. But she hasn't popped them. We've had them in the house now almost a week, and she hasn't touched them. I think she's also scared by them because they're much larger than her. Mm, that could be. But I guess that was just, you know, my way of saying my husband's the best. He spoils me, Ron. I'm mean to him all the time, and he still somehow <laughs> tolerates me. <laughs> so did you guys do anything special? He can't live without you. Um, We were just oh. working on our basement, so not really. That's even more I romantic. I had a bit of an attitude, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit feisty in the morning. I was a little salty. Just, I just, he wasn't, uh, I don't know. But he kind of made it better by ordering in sushi for lunch. So, yeah. And it was for my favorite place. Yeah. So that that put me in a better mood. But where we live, they just opened up indoor seating again. So we were, like, trying to go out to eat this weekend with it being Valentine's Day and with it being the first weekend people can go back out and eat. I'm like, it's going to be insane. I'd rather wait. No, not like, a few more weeks. And then go on, like, a Thursday when it's not going to be as busy. So we're going to... That's honestly how I am, too. I'm like, I'd rather just get curbside, take it home. And that's what we've honestly been doing is there's a few sushi places I've just been doing curbside. Because, like, sushi is one of those things you bring at home. Like, it's not, it doesn't matter if it's cold. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. I know some people are super offended if their food's cold. I'm like, first of all, you're in your house. If you got to put it in the oven or put it in the microwave, just do that. Stop complaining. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I, I just think people complain to complain. So Thank speaking you. of, I guess, complaining. Yes. <laughs> today's topic is going to be less informational because we know the last two episodes have been very heavy, heavy information-wise. Yeah, heavy research. So this one we decided to do a little bit more um, less informational base and more opinion. Yeah. Yeah, more venty. We're just venting, I yes. guess. <laughs> we're, we're just complaining. Yeah. So today's topic is going to be, um, is it worth going home? And just like how we've all, li- like for Perry and I, we both lived overseas. Um, we currently live overseas. And when it comes to family, I bet you any spouse out there, any active duty member out there has gotten the conversation of, so when are you coming home next? And I don't know about Perry, but I've, I've gotten to the point where when I get that question, I feel like it's nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. I, and it makes me want to jump through the phone and punch them. Yeah. Like, well, I, think, I, love my, yeah. I love my family, but no. Right. And I think, I mean, that's twofold. This kind of venting could be done domestically or, or overseas. You know, I've done both. And now that I'm home, I, well, this is all like pre-pandemic. I did go home a lot. But typically it was an occasion. It was my dad's birthday, my friend's bachelorette party, my friend's wedding and stuff like that. And I was officiating the wedding, so like I kind of had to be there. Um, yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, but, and then people are always excited to see you, and this is not saying we don't love our families and we don't love seeing them. The thing is, is that everybody listening that is a military spouse gets this. Your family feels very entitled to your time. 
They feel very entitled to your money. And they feel very entitled in general. And it's not that we don't love our families and we don't want to see them. But the fact is, is sometimes we have the vacation time, we might want to do something with our own families. I mean, Shannon and I, we don't have kids, but many of you out there do have kids. And at what point can you break away from just going home and seeing grandma and grandpa to starting your own traditions and your own memories and having your own vacations with your family? And that's, that's what we're here to talk about today. There's a lot of different factors that go into this. So I guess like this will bring light to some of our non-military friends that are listening because like, we do have a few. And then we also do have a lot of spouses, a lot of active duty member that do listen. So they'll they'll probably be like, yeah, because it's just one of those things. They'll understand us a little bit more after this. Yeah. It's just one of those things. So like anyone who's listening, please don't take any disrespect from this. Please don't assume that we are like saying it to one particular person. We are definitely not. This is just one of those topics that... I've seen on Facebook a lot. I talked about this a lot to other friends. Anyone who's military has had to have this de- like mental yeah. or even like debate with their with their spouse of like, should yeah. we go home? Is it worth it? How much does it every, cost? Every so, single military family, ha- I mean, unless you somehow have managed been stationed in your hometown your entire life, has had to ask this question. And I think it's not talked about a lot because. There's a certain level of guilt that comes with it. Because what if you choose no? What if you say, no, mommy, I'm not coming home for Christmas. I want to go to Bali with my husband. That has a huge amount of of guilt. Like, that makes you, like, a bad daughter or a bad son. And so we're here to be bad daughters (laughs) and talk about it. So the first thing we want to touch on is what is the first thing when it comes to debating if you want to go home is always the cost. The monetary cost. Yeah. Yeah, so remind you, this is going to be extremely rough in what we generally have paid. Right. So I know for me, when we went home from Germany back to the East Coast, because that's where we're from, is the Northeast, it would cost us, give or take, about $800 per person. And that is if we bought our tickets through ITT, which is what we normally did. Yeah, or some we people have through ABC the base. travel, ITT, basically yes. military discounted tickets. Which is only good for if you are stationed overseas and it's a direct family member that's flying in or out. So, and that does include brothers, sisters, parents. Yeah. So, for Germany to the uh, to New England was give or take about eight hundred dollars per person. Multiply that by two. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that stacks up really quick, and that's not even including a rental car. Because I don't know about Perry, but every time we have gone home. Both my parents, when I say parents, I mean stepfather and mother, both work full time. So obviously, I can't just be like, hey, mom, I'm going to take your car. She's going to look at me and go, nah, I should just I take my work. mom's car. I go, here you go, mommy. I'm going to take you to work and then I'm going to jack your car. I'll come get you at four. No, no that, <laughs> yeah, that would not fly with my mom. Yeah. She, she did let us borrow it once in a blue moon, but like, generally speaking, when we go home, we have to get a rental car. And we're lucky because we had our auto and we still do have something through USAA and you can get your rental car through USAA from a discounted price, but it's still, depending on how long you're going to be home, that could be hundreds to thousands of dollars. Mm, Can I just, another pro tip, we did not mean for this to be informational, but another pro tip, uh, some rental car companies, if you are an active duty military member, they will waive the extra insurance fee if you're under 25 yeah so if you're going home and you're under 25 you're like oh no i can't rent a car Mm, your active duty member may be able to rent a car what we have learned we've honestly just been going through usaa and it's been easiest um 
And then I know for Japan, we've only had to do the flight home once, knock on wood, and that was due to a death in the family. And we pretty much found out about the death on a Saturday and flew home like that. We bought our tickets through ITT on our base that Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then we flew out that Wednesday. And our the prices that we roughly paid through ITT was about 1400 to almost uh, 1800 a person, give or mm-hmm. take. Um, and remind you that those flights from Okinawa, Japan to you know, East uh, East Coast or New England was 20 plus hours. Right. And when we went to visit you, I want to say it was about $2,200, yeah. dollars for both of us, but we bought them way ahead of time. Um, and yeah. it was 26 hours of traveling all together, like starting yeah. from my house to your house. Like it was like yeah, 26 it's, hours. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Because we had to also drive. Because that's another thing. Like, your local airport might not have flights. So we had to drive three no. hours to a different airport because it was, like, $400 cheaper per ticket. And I'm like, yeah, for $800, I will drive three hours. Not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So what is normally the cost for you? It, for me now, it's great. Um, like I said, I, I've been home. I have been home more in the last, like, well, pre-COVID year than I had since I moved out. Uh, it's about 250 to $270 round trip for one person. But again, I mean, that's almost $600 if Will and I go together. And then it's five hours, um, like, kind of round trip either way, unless I fly into Boston and then I have to get ground transportation to my house, which sometimes, <laughs> sometimes people, I've had people be like, oh, well, we'll just take the train. You know, we're going to get into this later about how I feel when I land after flying all day and someone says, grab a train. We're going to talk about that here in a minute, but not right now. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that, yeah, that's, transportation's a whole other debate. Yeah. So, yeah, so monetarily, if you're by yourself, it can range from $250 if you're stateside to $1,800 if you're in Asia, and that's just to go home. And remind you, that's just the cost for just the ticket to get home. Right. Remind you, that does not cover all the restaurants your family's going to want to go to, all the bars you and your friends are going to want to go drink at, and that's not going to cover a rental car. Like, that is just strictly the base cost. Parking for your car. I would, if I would go home for a long weekend, I usually just park my car at the airport because I usually fly out midday and I return midday or something, so Will won't come get me. <laughs> um, the other part of that, so you have your monetary cost, but you also have your opportunity cost, which... For those of you that didn't take a business class in college, uh, is basically if you do this, if you have one week of PTO or leave and you go home, that means you cannot go any other place in the entire world, anywhere at all. You are giving up any other vacation option for going home, which again, family is important. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not saying don't go home. What I'm saying is, is if you have always wanted to go to Milan but you have to go home because your mom's giving you a guilt trip? Like, maybe just go to Milan, is what yeah. I'm saying. And that's something, you know, your your family and your friends back home, they get to go on a dream vacation once a year, maybe. But if you're using every single time you have $1,800 in a week of leave to go home, you're never going to get vacation, you know? No. So, and it's unfair to you because yeah. there's a lot of stressor about going home, which, I mean, we're going to talk on in a minute, but... I have deemed it extremely unfair 
going from only living stateside for less than two years to being overseas, by the time we're done here, will be eight years at that point. And it kind of turned both myself and my husband more on the side of like, no, yeah. we're not going home unless it falls under our rules, which we're going to go over in a little bit. Yeah. Because of the factor that when we did live stateside, we constantly, every single time we had enough time, like you were saying, we would literally hop in the car with my dog and drive 14 hours back over to see our family for like a long, long weekend. And one thing that I'm really blessed with right now is we are uh, six hours away from my in-laws. So we can see them long weekends. We've been able to spend more time with them than we ever have. And we're also another six hours away from my sister-in-law. That's been amazing being able to spend time with family. But when we were in Germany, not only did we have to consider whether we wanted to go on a vacation for ourselves or go home and see family. Yeah, my family's still in New England. So then you have to decide, okay, who gets us? Or do you want to share that time? So then you have to fly home, spend four days, see everybody in your family for four days, and then get on another flight and then go see your other side of your family for four days. And guess what? No one's going to be happy with you. Everyone's going to be upset that you didn't spend all of your time with them. So that's another thing you have to consider. Or that you didn't see them first. Or you didn't see them first. Because if you come home for Christmas, only one of your family gets you for Christmas. Unless you fly on Christmas, which I've done before. Not because... Real quick, not because my in-laws or my parents are salty like that. It's just flights are actually pretty cheap on Christmas. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, because no one wants to fly on Christmas. Let, no one wants to fly on Christmas. Let's, let's spill the tea here. No one wants to fly on a holiday. <laughs> no, it sucks. Because it's they very would rather lonely. be home. Like, I don't know about you, but holidays, like, I'm not a Christmas person. I will put that out there. I'm not a Christmas person whatsoever. But your That's probably is... stems. Yes, my husband is a huge Christmas person. And it's funny because I think it just kind of stems back to all of my family issues growing up i just don't do christmas anymore yeah i still as much as i'm not a christmas you will not find my butt on a plane if i don't have to be for christmas day why because i'd rather be home eating my food and drinking my drinks (laughs) and being left alone (laughs) and watching some harry potter because that's what we watch on christmas is harry potter yeah (laughs) that's beautiful I love that, actually. It really is. Yeah. I mean, Harry Potter's for Christmas, and I think we do Lord of the Rings for uh, Thanksgiving. Well, I've actually just finished, um, for Christmas, sidebar, for Christmas he bought me, like, all of the Blu-ray extended edition of all of the Lord of the Rings movies, and we actually just spent the last week <laughs> watching all of the movies. Oh, yeah. And I can we still all the Harry quote Potter every single one of them verbatim. I love you. You're such a nerd. I love you. I <laughs> Oh, but I guess let's 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 come step back. back into our come back. Issues. Come back. So when it comes to going home, it turns into how to split your time, like Perry was saying, especially if you don't have family that lives in the same area. Like I am really lucky. My in-laws and my mom live in the same state. Actually, they live in the same town as of right now. So we're really lucky. So when we fly back to New England we can stay in one state and see a majority of the family we want to see. The only thing is if we want to go see um, extended family, we'd have to fly down to Florida or fly other places. And just like Perry was saying, you have to now put in that cost for another plane ticket Mm -hmm. and another location you have to fly, possibly get a new rental car because let's be realistic, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to have a car probably waiting for you Mm -hmm. because nothing is ever that perfect and that easy. And it just turns into splitting your time because it's um, it is. It's it's mentally. It's, it's not a vacation exhausting. at all when you no, do, when you're doing no. that. 
Also, I've seen, I don't, I've never had this personally, but I have seen on Facebook that people are like, oh my gosh, we came home, you know, we're currently staying with my mom and dad who live in the same town as his mom and dad, but now his mom and dad are mad at us that we're not staying at their house and they're saying we don't see them Oh enough. yeah. Mm-hmm. So even if they were in the same yeah. hometown, like depending on your family That's, and their dynamics, with that. they might still be mad at you for not seeing them enough, which when you fly... Mm-hmm eight hours, you know, to see them and spend $1,600 for them to greet you with that kind of attitude, you're thinking, meh, I might be too poor next Christmas to come home. Hmm. I love going home and seeing my mom and seeing our family, but my goodness, the stress that is associated is just so, so much. I know. And that kind of leads me into what else we want to talk about is if we want a more relaxing vacation let's say you know for example this past christmas covid ruined everything but for the first time uh you know we were stateside we bought a house we were really looking forward to the holiday because my parents were gonna fly in and 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 will's parents were gonna drive up and we were gonna have a big old christmas at, at our house and i was really excited for this um but like that was the first time that was ever discussed nobody ever offers to come to you, I feel. I think that's super rare. And you could say, oh, well, you know, finances. Not everyone's family can afford to come and see you. Can you afford to see them? Should you spend all of your savings? Should you put every single flight on your credit card when they're not willing to do the same for you? That drives me up the wall. The only person from my hometown that came to visit me while we were in Germany, I paid for their plane ticket completely out of pocket i'm not mad about it i'm so glad that i did i don't regret a second of it i don't i'm not asking for money back but what i'm saying is is we as the military spouses and as the military families even the active duty members have to put in like a hundred percent of the work 90 percent. it's very frustrating yeah it's really frustrating because it's like for us the only people that came out and saw us when we were in germany was my in-laws and we were lucky, like, they did pay for their own flights, but we were the ones who had to coordinate everything. Right. We were the ones that, you know, set up their tickets because we got their tickets through ITT. Yeah. Stupid stuff like that. And then, obviously, when they got to our house, uh, they stayed with us because we, we had a spare bedroom in that house. And it was really interesting because we don't have children, but my in-laws have a, have a child. And it was very interesting living with an um, under-five-year-old child in my house, considering that I did not grow up with small children. I'm not used to small children in my house. I'm not used to being, you know, getting death by Peppa Pig. I remember you trying your best to like childproof your house too before they came. And you're like, so like the wine rack on the floor, that's probably a no go. Like, yep, probably not. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, there was definitely some like serious learning curves because it's like, I don't have kids. I don't think of, oh, we should probably put a baby gate up there because otherwise she might drop, might fall downstairs. Like, right. obviously, I don't think like that because I'm not a parent. Right. And my mind, my headset, like, my mind, state of mind is not in the mind of keeping small children alive and safe. So I felt like I had to constantly message her and be like, hey, child-proofing the house, what do I need to do? And obviously, she didn't want to put us out more by telling us, oh, yeah, you're going to need to, like, do this and do that and clip this and do, do, do. So, like, I kind of had to, like, dummy proof it myself through other moms on our base to be like hey you've been to my house what should i pick up what should i not what should i not worry about yeah and Which I feel another like thing we had to i've seen this a lot hmm. on this 
no, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot, but I've seen it on other, like, spouses' pages for, like, the bases, as they'll say, oh, hey, you know, family's coming to visit, they have a child, can anybody lend me a baby aid? Does anybody have, I like, had to do that. High I had to do that. Yeah, and a lot of people are. I think we're such a, like, a mm-hmm. helpful community for each other that we're just like, yeah, sure, I don't need this anymore. Like, there's no point to buy yeah, a, a crib or a stroller. Yeah. So, but um, all of that to say... Um, family coming to visit us, it might put us out. It might be kind of hard and stressful. But at the same time, it's really nice if your family realizes that flights go in both directions. Because I feel like family and friends don't understand that for the most part. And again, most of the time, most of the, I mean, the reason that family and friends wouldn't visit is it's money. But at the same time, like... I was working 20 hours a week and I figured out how to save up enough money. Are you really telling me that there's yeah. absolutely no way? Especially when, like, oh, my God, I miss you. Oh, my God, I miss you so much. I want to see you. And then they never bother to make an effort. And you're just like, do you? Yes. Do you, though? It's really, it's really frustrating because, like I said, we were really lucky. Our in-laws came out twice to see us while we were in Germany. Mm-hmm. So it was nice being able to see them. Like, to me, it showed me that they had value for our time as well. And I think the other thing that's kind of frustrating is, like, we've touched on already is, like, you're only allotted so much leave. You're only allotted so much time off. And, like, now that I work full time, I actually get PTO for the first time ever after working all the jobs I've ever worked. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's amazing that I can take, like, like, this coming up weekend, I'm taking off a total of five days, but I only have to pay two days of PTO for. And it's so nice knowing that my paycheck's not going to be docked at the end of the week. And we all understand that everyone else is dealing with the same issue of how can I align my PTO slash leave with doing X, Y, and Z. So this whole topic kind of comes down to basic communication skills. And like we understand that our parents want to see us. We understand that our friends that we've known since high school all want to see us. And we all get it. Like we all want to go out and get a beer at the local tavern and BS and talk about all the crazy stuff that's been happening last four years. But at the same time, it's really frustrating because we always get asked, yeah. hey, when are you coming home? It's another way. sacrifice it's like, every time. It really is. And it's and it's very frustrating because it's like you feel like you are the worst person in the world or you are the biggest butthole in the world when you say, yeah, we're not going to come home this year because we would rather go spend a week up in mainland Japan or for us when we were in Germany. No, we would rather go to Spain for a long weekend and a lot of people would get really mad with us because they'd be like, oh. Right. Like that petty oh. Yeah, or just and straight up, I mean, again, not my family. My mom, her entire refrigerator wall is just covered in postcards of places that I've gone and she loves it. But I know for a fact that there are other people that maybe have toxic parents that will guilt trip them and will make themselves the victim if you choose not go home at every given opportunity that's not it's not healthy it's just not healthy yeah and it's really rough when you have to look inward on the people that you keep in your circle even if it means it's the people you keep in your like family circle like blood family yeah versus your actual friends like it's really hard like if you have a fight with a friend and you start and i always say this the rose color glasses come off and you finally see all the red flags (laughs) And it really takes you a minute to kind of look inward and go, oh, no, this person's really toxic. 
And I think, I hate to say this, but family has that issue too. You will, you will see the same issue with family. And this is something I, as an advocate for mental health, I would love to talk about toxic people and toxic traits just so other people can go, oh my God, that makes sense why I'm so mad at this person all the time. <laughs> yeah. Or every time I'm, de- or after every time we hang out, I feel so mentally drained. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Because people like that are in your life, you will have those people. Those, they're and called I think like what, as, mental vampires or something. I've heard of, I've heard of mental vampires. I've heard of just people that just drain you. Yeah. And it's not because you're quote unquote empathetic. No, it's because these people just, suck the life out of you yeah and i i think another maybe a symptom of this and i have i have experiences this makes my blood boil more than anything else is like when you go home they like will cry if you don't make enough time for them for one and you're like hey like i need to see my family hang on and then also they could be the people that will get mad at you if you don't like rent a car and make all the effort to Go see to them. them like those are the same people yeah. that'll be like oh my god i miss you but like i'm not taking time off work and i'm not gonna go over here yes. i had oh this did happen to me this makes me <laughs> i uh i had a, i got some friends together because i was home and it's easier to see them all at once we'll talk about those more later but yeah uh one person came up to you and is this person coming and i said yeah she goes i don't know if i can go i'm like that's your problem if you are not going to put your pettiness Ooh. aside to spend one evening with me when I'm home once a year because you have an issue. Like, unless she murdered your dog, I don't care. Put your differences aside. Don't ask me who's coming. Oh, man. When people say, okay, who's coming before you give me a yes or no answer, just just don't. Just don't even come. If you're going to, if you will not commit to coming be, like before you know who's coming, like, no, I don't have time for you and you're selfishness sorry Ugh. yeah because it, it just kind of turns into you having to divide your time just to appease certain people right. and like i do get the oh if that person's coming i don't really want to see them like i get it i i will not lie i have been guilty of being that person who will not rsvp until i see the list of people but also because i'm petty bee <laughs> i will still show up and i'll just make sure i look great see and what's interesting i'm gonna just hear some tea guys i don't think my friends from home are listening anyways when i've come home there's been events where there was somebody that, like, I don't talk to anymore. I think she hates me, but, like, I'm not sure on the details as to why. It has not been confirmed. Yeah, like, it has not I, been confirmed. like there's a feud, but, like, I have no idea why there's a feud. And, like, it's just been so long, like, it's not worth trying to fix because we don't live near each other anymore. But, like, people will be like, oh, there's this thing, but, you know, this person's going to be there. And I'm like, that's fine. This is a huge event in your life. Like, I can just not speak to that person or be near them if they're going to cause an issue. Like, I would never, ever in my life give up the opportunity to be at somebody's big day. Like, let's say a wedding because, oh, no, somebody else might be there. Like, no, like, life is not about you all the time, you know? I know for me, we went home for something like for normal leave and then when we were home, we happened to be home to see, like, be home for a celebration for someone's birthday. And she's a friend of mine who I've known since, like, we were small, small children. In high school, due to, um, you know, high school drama, um, I stopped hanging out with my OG friend group back in, like, who I've known through middle school, mm-hmm. through majority of high school. I stopped As being is friends normal. with them. Which is normal. You kind of grow apart at one point, you know. So I kind of fell out of loop with a lot of those people, like, junior, senior year. 
And it was funny because she's still friends with a lot of them, which I've heard some tea that I don't know how she still is. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> and for her birthday, she had all this get together. And remind you, I don't talk to about 80% of the women that were there. And that, when I say women, I probably should all call them little girls because that's sometimes <laughs> how they behave. Got you. It was funny because even my husband was like, are you sure you really want to go to this? Like, you only are friends with the person who's having the birthday. And I'm like, no, I'm going to show up and I'm going to look great. <laughs> and I'm going to make them hate me more. Yeah. Why? Because I'm a petty girl. And guess what? I was able to get that time in with my friend because, That's girl, important. happy birthday. I'm going to be there for you. Because right. I happened to be home when it happened. Yeah. And two, I'm not going to let these little girls take another opportunity from me. Because why? I don't care because I hate to say this. I literally told myself to like help get over the social anxiety of going because I do have those issues at times. I might not present it a lot, but I do have those issues where I have to self-talk myself to go. I literally told myself, guess what? I'm married. I'm in a healthy relationship. I'm on my own. I have all these things. And I'm not talking about like a like financial wise. I'm talking about like I have a healthy, happy relationship, right. which a majority of these women haven't really even dated that many people, let alone have a steady, healthy relationship at that point in their lives. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably why they don't like me, because not only did I leave the group, I did better. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate to be that person that goes there, but that's what I honestly told myself. I was like, guess what? I'm doing great. I'm going to show up. I'm going to look great, and I'm going to do my thing. And guess what? I had a great time. Yeah. yeah, probably a few of them still hate me now, and that's okay, because I don't think they appreciate it when I talk about, oh, yeah, we've been to Paris. Yeah, I was that person on purpose. <laughs> and that's the other thing, is, like, just go knowing that you are enough, and that you are great, and you're healthy, and yeah. you're doing well, and they can either choose to hate you, or they can choose to grow up and try to mend that kind of relationship with you, but it's not your job to do it yourself. Um, no. So, I guess, like, thank you for still sitting around and listening to all of us complain. So, I guess we're just going to kind of bring all this to just, like, a closing remark section so you can at least have something to take away with you. Mm -hmm. I know for myself, we have a rule in my house when it comes to going home on leave. I know some people might say this is a little messed up or a little dark. We have the rule of it has to do one of these three things. It has to be a death in the family. I know that's really sad. Um, a wedding that one of us is a part of or we're extremely close with that couple. Mm -hmm. And the third one is a birth, mm -hmm. which has to be like a birth of a, yet again, of like probably a family member. Mm -hmm. Like if we found out that my my brother-in-law was having a baby, of course we would try to go home for that because we'd want to be there to be supportive. We have not had to check the last one off. Yet. But the first two we had to. Yeah. And that's another reason that maybe we don't want to go home all the time is because if you're overseas, you need to keep two grand in your pocket just in case you have to go. Yeah, if something goes down, how much money do you need to have in the actual, like, we call it the rainy day fund or we call it the, um, oh crap fund. Yeah. And we have learned in Germany we had to have about two grand and then now in Japan we kind of need four, four plus at this yeah. point. And if it, if it wasn't for us having that rainy day fund... We were able to pay for our tickets, like, not put it on a credit card. And it was probably the best feeling ever not having to put it on a credit <laughs> yeah. card. Because four grand on a credit card plus interest, that, that adds up really quick right. over time. Sure. So that kind of just kind of goes back to if you have to, I know this is asking a lot, take the emotion out of it. Try to look at it as pros and cons. Like, literally sit down with a piece of paper with your with your spouse 
and just go, okay, we want to go home April of 21. Okay, what can we do in April 21? Can we see mom's birthday or dad's birthday? Or can we see little Susie's birthday party? Whatever the event that you want to circle this around, make those plans. Sit there and write, is it worth going home for that amount of time? Is it worth using, you know, 25 days of leave and having yeah. to do all the pre-setup stuff? Is it worth it? Or if you go, wow, our cons is a lot higher than our pros, maybe put that fun towards going somewhere else. Like, obviously, this is all pre-COVID talk. Free and post, yes. Um, Hopefully, we'll be done soon. Stay safe, everybody. Wear your masks. Get your vaccines. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Just do your part. That's. I don't want to get into the political aspect of everything. I'm not getting into the political aspect. I'm getting into the health aspect of it. There's a virus killing people. It's not political. Hey, hey. It's a fact. It's science. Some people some people like to run with it in the other direction. I personally don't believe this should have ever been made political, but just do your part. Yeah. Because sooner we get over this hump, sooner we can return back to that thing called yeah. normal. So I guess that's really just kind of the most part. It's just sit down with your spouse, decide is it worth it, is it not? And you know, and respect yourself. Draw those healthy boundaries with your family. Just just tell them. Just flat out like I've had to get real like real with my family and say I love you but I can't like we have never spent a Christmas home since we've been married I haven't spent a Christmas with my family since 2012 I think yeah 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 it's I think around the same time for us like we haven't seen we have not spent a Christmas with any scent of family or I should say blood family because we have our own military family Mm -hmm. I just think it comes down to like just I hate to say this you're going to have to make that decision is what best fits you and your family and your needs. Yeah. And I know it kind of sucks. <laughs> Do you have anything to add on that? Yeah. So Shannon's very mature about like, write down your pros and cons. Um, Here's how I handle it. I do two things. First of all, I lie. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is I, well, maybe it's not an outright lie, but sometimes I'm vague about what day my flight is. Uh, for the simple fact that you have to prioritize time. So there has been times where I have flown in and I have only seen my parents and I will not even tell my friends I am in town because, you know, sometimes I just need my mom and that's all you're going to do and that's all the people you're going to see. That's okay. And sometimes, you know, maybe you'd need a day after seeing your parents uh, and you want to see your friends. So you tell your parents that, you know, they're going to take me to the airport tomorrow you just leave off the tomorrow part and 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 then you do that so i will make it uh not very easy to make plans with me if i don't want you to i will actually say like you know oh i can make plans between the fifth and the eighth instead of saying well i land on the third and i leave on the 12th but really with it like no like give your certain circles your friends your family your in-laws whatever days that you are available and prioritize as needed like shannon was saying she goes home for funerals and weddings and births so whoever you're going to see should get your priority time and then don't forget to see your family make them a priority time like give them set times and then what I do, because there are still a lot of people back in my hometown, is if I can do a day with one person and a day with another person and a day with this group and a day with that group, I will. I love them all. I do want to see them all. I want to have meaningful conversations with them. But sometimes that's not practical if you're only home for a long weekend. 
So I'll say, hey, Friday at seven, I will be at this location. I'll give them as much notice as possible. I will say, I do not have any other time. It is either you will see me there at seven o'clock or you will see me the next time I come into town. And that way, if they make the choice not to make the drive, if they make the choice not to rearrange their work schedule, if they make the choice for da 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 It's their choice. It's on them. And, and it's not, like, again, it's not up to you to make everybody feel good. It's not your job to make everybody feel important and validated. It's your job to give them the option if that is possible. That's, I, I completely agree, and that's something that, I have 100% done with, like, the friends, like you said, you have your priority people, and then you have your, like, I don't want to say lower tier. We don't want to say second tier, but, like, it's it's one of those things where you have, like, your your people you were going home to go see, guaranteed check, check done. And that changes. And then you have, yeah, it does. It yeah. changes every time. And then you have your other friends that, like, are kind of wishy-washy. That's probably the best way to put it. They're very wishy-washy. I have a few friends from, yet again, I've known since high school, and... I love her to death. I I love her. And she's someone who I have a lot of respect for because I tell her, hey, man, I'm rolling into town from this day to this day. And she'll go, all right, girl, let's pick a day or pick a a morning so me and you can go to our favorite cafe. Mm -hmm. We go and have breakfast. And then if we still have time because she now has a son, we go shopping. So, you know, it is what it is. It's just one of those things like this is a lot of people don't like to talk about because it's a touchy topic. And I do want to add, I mean, with me being a military spouse for almost it'll be eight years this year um mm-hmm. the friends that are really negative about you coming home uh they stop showing up and they stop asking and they yeah. stop texting and in the real friends yep. the real mvps they'll still be there and yep. i am left with an amazing wonderful diverse crazy friend group that, uh, you know, they may not even know each other or see each other when I'm not home, but for the most part, you know, they all put their You know, you have aside. them in your back pocket if you need them. Yeah, exactly. And and I, and I some of them have, now that I'm stateside, they've actually come to visit me. Like, when we first bought our house, I yeah. had, like, three friends come to visit. Four friends come visit me, like, immediately. And I'm like, oh, man, the Midwest is great. I'm right in the middle of everything. People stop by. Yeah. So. So, I guess... The last part of our podcast, our favorite part of the podcast. Yes. Our, uh, our um, NMRs slash um, solicited opinions. Yes. And this week, last few weeks, we have not done a good job of making it a true NMR. And this week I told Shannon, listen, let's just, let's go completely off topic with this one because uh, I'm over it. <laughs> so this is our That's true okay. NMR. It's okay. We don't have to. Yeah. And it's something that I've seen asked on the Facebook pages, which is where we source these questions. Um, and it's something that I've been struggling with personally. And that is, it is wintertime, my dudes. What kind of skin and hair products are you using to help counteract that dry weather? So, Shannon, I know you mentioned you had an amazing shampoo that you loved. Okay, so when it comes to shampoo and conditioner, I've actually recently started to change to a whole new brand now because I've been reading that a lot of the shampoos and conditioners I've been using for years actually has chemicals in it that will slowly cause your hair to fall out. Perfect. So I've gotten away from that brand, so I'm not even going to state the brand or anything because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> so um, I will actually get back to you on my new shampoo and conditioner. Okay. Put it on the Instagram but... page when you find out if you like it. Yeah. I mean, if I you know. hate it, don't put it on the Instagram page. <laughs> so 
one thing I have been really lucky with, because I love subscription-based boxes. I'm such a sucker for those. And I changed over to the FabFitFun box, which, by the way, this is not, like, we do, this is not sponsorship. I wish. This is just, <laughs> I do wish. Please, somebody. <laughs> FabFitFun gods, please. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that I got in it forever ago was this, um, a body souffle. Oh. Which is basically fancy lotion. That's what I have. Is it the one I, it's the one I suggested to, to you? Yes, I love this. Yes. So I figure so I figured we would talk about it. It is by the Human and Kind uh, brand. You can find them on Amazon. I wanna say it retailed for around fifteen dollars. Sounds about right. And yeah. And it is a natural, vegan, and cruelty free brand. Mm-hmm. It smells like I think Probably like a cucumbery, so it's very soothing, very calming. It's very light, and it isn't greasy. No, it's so not. So I use that all the time on my hands mm-hmm. because at work I do a lot of cleaning, and if you've done a lot of cleaning with Lysol wipes all day, your hands dry mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Literally this morning my hands were super dry from doing a lot of cleaning, and I put on my some, some of my body souffle, and hands feel fine now. So... What is there any, any recommendations you have, Perry? Yeah, so I have two because I think it's, I don't know if it's the Midwest specifically or just I'm getting older, but I've noticed like my, Shannon's putting on lotion right now, guys. Um, I've Don't worry, we'll, we'll block up those noises. <laughs> um, but no, I, I like, I've just been really dry this whole winter. Um, and I saw on the, one of the Facebook pages that I'm on is somebody recommended Nivea, is that how you pronounce it? Nivea, like the chapstick brand. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a cocoa butter and shower body lotion. And let me tell you what. Oh yeah, there that brand are is really times good. that I, after I take my shower, am too lazy to stand there naked and body like lotion myself up completely. But if I can do it in the shower, oh, I do, and my shower smells amazing afterwards. And I have noticed. Oh, I'll have to give that a try. I've noticed I'm it. Lazy too. Like a huge difference. My skin is so soft. So. Um, again, they're not sponsoring us, but I wish they would. And then the other thing that I've done is, Shannon can see it behind me, is on my desk, I got a tiny um, humidifier. Um, but I just keep it um, here, or if I'm feeling especially dry, I'll go ahead and move it to my bedroom, and I'll sleep with the humidifier on. And it's just this tiny thing. It was like $17 on Amazon, because I've noticed that we're getting older, and it's important to take care of your skin, because you're going to get old and leathery. So... Uh, these are just some things that I found have worked really well for me, and I thought I'd share. So, I guess, um, we're gonna bring this episode to a close. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for still being here. Thank you for everyone who is still listening. Um, thank you for listening to us complain and rant for the last 45 minutes. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Yes. Thank you. Yes, and we will so, see Perry, you. So, Perry, I will see you soon. Yes, in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Please like and leave a review below on the episode. Follow us on Instagram at PS We Have Orders Podcast. This is a great place to leave comments and any ideas for future episodes. We would love your feedback as well. Thank you again for listening. We look forward to seeing everybody in their comment section on Instagram. Thank you.